Welcome to Vic's Basement special episode devoted to Mr. Looper. It's not a Mr., but no. uh, we, we should call him Mr. because it's, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, we're, we're here because uh, we both saw Looper on Friday. Mm-hmm. We actually didn't get the chance to do the review. That was Miri and Ben. We gave them this one. That's right. Sometimes that's the job. That That is the voice of Scott Jones you are hearing. Yeah, they know that. Scott Jones yeah. is in your ear. I... <laughs> Might be in your left ear. Victor Lucas, the Barry White of video game television. No, I'm, I'm uh, in your right ear. So he, here we are talking about Looper. We both walked out of the theater with uh, our heads blown clean off. It's so amazing to see something original in 2012. I mean, is it too much to ask for original thought here's and original th- ideas? Here's the thing. I, I don't often really understand how I'm perceived by the world, but I sent out a couple of... I'm on Twitter. Yeah. That's Scott C. Jones yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. And I sent out a couple of you know earnest tweets saying, please go see this thing. And I, I heard back from a ton of people who are like, is that snark? Is yeah. that... Are you joking? Because yeah. I guess so many things we see are just dog shit. I, and, I, and, and I, I think, think that when we finally have something to respond positively to, I, I think sometimes people are, are, everyone's a little like, really? Is, is, it, is it that good? And, yeah. and it is that good. And I'm, I'm trying to find the words. I'm trying to find a way to express my yeah. enthusiasm to you people. Well, I think part of it is that it is so original. I don't know if everything is dog shit out there, but there aren't. We are, <laughs> we are bereft of. Have you read my book, Everything is Dog Shit? <laughs> we are bereft of original ideas, for sure. So when something totally brand new, not based on anything. For fuck's sake they're remaking spider-man I we know. Re- re- how many times we and then look at this thing i know they're the same thing they're they're supposedly both movies yeah. how are they both movies i know i know you know obviously this film takes some inspiration from you know classic westerns and a little blade runner and you know some incredible science fiction and and uh you know great noir stories of the past but it is a fresh feeling film you know it just it's such a cool concept to uh to throw Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt into the same role and to have them face each other and fight each other and confront each other and they're conflicted about it and they're real and you care. Like, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Well, one second. Before we go any further, listen, if you haven't seen the movie, you should not. You know, we're, 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 this is a free range area. We're yeah. going to go nuts here. We're so. going to assume you have seen it because yeah. you only, have great, ta- great taste. Right? Only people who have seen it should listen to this. Yeah. Po- if you haven't, go see it, then come back and check in with us later. I wasn't expecting to be as you know, affected emotionally. Well, usually by the we, movie we talk I, during I, movies. I, I mean, yeah. not like assholes, but we'll we'll like elbow each other and like, oh, look at this, or this is going to happen now. And and I've never seen you quieter during a movie. You were you were uh, just sat in stunned silence well, I mean, for two, two hours. It's two hours long. I know, and it, it you know it's a weighty film. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of. You know, there's a lot of meat on this bone, you know, there's a lot to really digest in this sucker. I love that, you know, in the sort of the, the sort of the resolution of the movie is when a brand new concept is introduced and we see this incredible special effect and it's out of nowhere and you, you kind of... talking can, about when the man explodes yeah, when in the a blood maker. cloud. Yeah, it's just incredible, that whole sequence. A but man it, explodes in a blood cloud in this thing. And it and it's sort of introduced in the 11th hour well, it's and a it's a shocking amazing. special effect as well. An like when, when is the last time you were shocked by a special effect? I know. and It's it blindsided me. And it's so just... I gasped. Sprin- I never gasped. Sprinkled into 
the thing, and it was done in slow motion, so there was even a, a more horrific sense of dread around it, and the kid was perfectly cast. I mean, you know, obviously he's fighting against the uh, constraints of being a child actor in this really heavy role, but goddamn, he was perfect with it when he's opening his mouth and screaming with that rage, and the whole screen starts no, shaking. I, I can't even believe. I incredible. can't believe that that kid is an actual actor because yeah. he acts his ass off. Well, like he's incredible. He's such. He feels. He seems so natural on screen. And to Emily me. Blunt. And so convincing and credible as a child. Because a lot of times you see these kid actors, you're like, oh, that's a kid acting. Yeah. So there's probably twins, and one of them's resting while this one's doing all sure. the work, and then the other and one the comes in. And parents are spending so, all the money. Yeah, and your, your parents yeah. are over here. I wasn't thinking about any of that shit because the performance that that kid delivers yeah. is incredible. It reminded me of Lucas Haas in Witness, man. Like it was so grounded and so weird and and real. And Emily Blunt was perfect. She was terrified. She's great. You know, I don't usually like her, and I, I, I forgot that I didn't like Emily Blunt. That's how good she is in this movie. I like movie. her. I think she's great. I know you do. You I, like everybody. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a friendly guy. But <laughs> I, I think, uh, no, she's terrific in the film, and she's playing this totally conflicted, terrified, and, and horrified victim of a mom that wants to do right by her kid at all costs, and just wonderful. And Bruce Willis is a shredded you know, shell of who he was because he falls in love with somebody that's his redemption in the future and he's trying to convey this to this... People who haven't seen the movie, you guys oh have no God. idea what we're talking about. But there, there, there's a scene when uh, Willis actually, who, who's taken by captors 30 yeah. years in the future. None of this makes any sense to anybody. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking about this moment when the, he gets to the time machine, right? And he's about to be sent back 30 years. And, uh, and all of a sudden he turns the tables on these three guys with their black hats and everything. And I'm thinking like, Think of another actor who could pull that scene at off. At that age. Yeah. Well, not not just at that age, but it's like, of course he kicks these three, guy, three guys' asses. He's the fucking guy from Die Hard. Yeah. Only that guy could could turn the yeah. tables on these guys well, and get inside of a time machine and go back 30 years in the past to try to make this right. Well, frankly, somebody that's in the line of work that, uh, you know, Joe is in, you know, that's the name of the character, anybody living to that age would have to be a badass, you know? So it needs an actor of that weight and that ferocity to be able to kind of live in that world and make it convincing. And Willis does do that, you know? But Without of, it being a big showy, uh, you know, doesn't feel He, man. he like still hangs on to his humanity. Yeah, he's, he's still great. a real character. He and never transforms into a superhero. Fuck, he is awesome. Like Bruce Willis, you know, when you look at the breadth of his work, sure, he's been in some crap movies. But, you know, you look at The Sixth Sense, you look at Twelve Monkeys, you look at Fifth Element. This guy is a tour de force. He's a totally unique dude. And honestly, like, he's not movie star handsome. He's not leading he's man. He's great looking. What are you talking no, about? But he, just like, because he doesn't have any hair, no, you have to be biased. No, but he could have just gone away. But the guy is just, he brings it as an actor, and he brings so many different, like, he's got comedic chops, he's got action chops, he's got humanity, you know, he looks beat up, he looks like he's he's been through some stuff. He looks authentic, you know, and he conveys that. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is becoming... You know, just this go-to actor that is really living up to all of the hype, man. The guy is really damn solid, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see this kid doing this stuff for thirty years. Let me let me tell you what sets this movie apart are those those one-on-one scenes mm-hmm. between. And this, you know, and as Joe's an actor, you know this, you yeah. know this as an actor. Like these two, put putting those two actors together, and that scene just crackles. And yeah. then and then you also see the the same scene, scenes with. Uh, What's his name? The guy with the uh, beard. His, uh, oh, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Incredible career Together, right now, another yeah. one-on-one great scene. But I'll tell you what makes this movie 
just so extraordinary. What made me want to see it all weekend? I just moved, so I didn't have time to go see it this weekend. Yeah. But it was on my list of things to do, things that I wanted to do. Is what they do is is and it's miraculous. Is they create a world that's violent and yeah. not pleasant, but it's a world that I wanted to live in. It's a world that I understood, and it's a world yeah. I want to go back to. And that's so rare in movies. Well, that's so I rare mean, to create. District Nine had that, and and uh, Blade Runner had that, and we're talking about this movie in that context, and that's why. We have stopped everything to create a special podcast about it. This movie is unbelievable. It is a classic, and it's going to be something that we're going to talk about forever. It's going to be something that we're going to reference forever. I mean, it's it's not perfect. It's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Every frame is but perfect. But I think There's, that makes it even more appealing, though, it's because just fanta- and it's you an know imperfect it's, piece of art. Yeah, and you know that there was a struggle to get this done in the studio system. They probably didn't have the budget that the imagination called for, but they still lived up to it. They still had effects that work. They still have, uh, you know, a world that's rich i mean this the whole scenes with the doctor cutting the guy into bits and then pieces of his his oh, body a, starts it's falling a horror off. film it's a thriller yeah, it's, it it's a awesome. science fiction film yeah and uh you know i mean the, the thing you know the the key moment the whole thing is grounded not only in those one-on-one sh- scenes but it all comes down i think the core moment in the whole movie is the sheet spread out in a cornfield yeah. or a cane field i'm not sure which one it is yeah and uh and joseph gordon levitt standing there with a gun waiting for this guy to be zapped from the future back job. to the past but i'm saying i'm telling you like the tension in that scene looking at a pocket watch mm-hmm. waiting for the guy to come through from the future back to him so he can just shoot him in the chest yeah. wrap him in a sheet and it's dump like, him down a hole like that scene noon, man. that one moment there yeah. waiting there like if that didn't work yeah. and it and it and it might not have worked like if i described it to you and you hadn't seen that movie you're like that sounds like horseshit that no, sounds man, crazy I, to I, me I, I think it sounds brilliant and i no, think it, it sounds, sounds tense i think it does sound no but pr- if you think, think about it like visually it doesn't really work and somehow uh, they they pull it off in the movie and they make it all work i, I think there's it enough it could be totally cheesy no look there's enough cinematic touchstones that you you sort of connect with whoever you're conveying this story like if you're pitching this movie you go you know remember witness you remember the no. the, the stillness of those moments you remember shane the stillness of those no. moments i don't and, think this is an tension. easy movie to get made and, and what, what was the one with uh russell crowe and christian bale 310 that, to yuma that was an incredible movie with lots of stillness I, and, and tension i'm just in saying that. like this movie is so crazy and so yeah. bold and goes to places so unexpected that i think i can't imagine it was easy to get made i can't imagine that they said okay here's a guy with a shotgun and a pocket watch looking at a blank sheet in the middle of a cornfield well, with a you, shotgun yeah. and like like that sounds nuts to me well, and yeah, I lo- I'm, I'm going to spend money on that I, and while I love that it exists in solitary it, does, it pr- doesn't look like there will be sequels it doesn't look like we're going to have look like more of it look at the pile of, of shit the Dark Knight was compared to this I know Seriously, like, look, well, it was you know it, when you look at Dark Knight, you just you see someone just wallowing in all of the excesses that the studio would throw at him, and just you know he could just go in any direction and spend money in any direction that he wanted to. Uh, story be damned, you know, and scent and logic be damned. Whereas this, because it's a crazy concept, and anytime you introduce time travel, it just it, you know it's just absolutely ludicrous to try to present that in in uh, uh, you know true. Uh, you, you know, physically possible terms. Well, it made me it made me wonder if it's going to be possible. It someday. does. Though. I it never does. really thought you, about it you, before. But you start thinking about the logic of it. There's a puzzle solving element to the thing. But he had to rein in and sort of you know put the Rubik's cube of his film together in such a way that you're not just meandering and you're not lost in all these weird tangential subplots that mean nothing. I mean, there's lots of cool little side characters in this movie, but unlike the you know copious amounts of Matthew Modine, we got 
about in, in Dark Knight Rises. Pointless. Pointless. We, we waste don't of money. waste time with the extra characters in this film. Like the, the bad guy with the big gun that, that has a, a hate on for... Uh, it was a little wasteful. A little wasteful, and, and he goes and away a little, a little too wasteful. far. That's yes. a, that was a little bit of a but problem God for me. Damn, didn't you love, uh, you know, uh, Joe's buddy? I forget the kid's name. He's, well, we uh, should know the kid's name. Yeah, he's terrific in that, though. No, and, and you know, I mean, it's, it's it. you know, the, the other thing that bothered me, the only other serious flaw is the fact that uh, when Bruce Willis, the Bruce Willis character, old Joe, yeah. needs to find the three kids who could potentially become the Rainmaker, yeah. one of the three kids turns out to be the, the child of, of the, the whore that, uh, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt loves. Yeah. loves as a younger man. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's that's... Well, you know, that, that's, had, that's lazy connect, storytelling. But they had to connect but it's the, lazy. Uh, the, 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 the I understand, shooter guy. I understand it was easy for them to do they that. They had to stake out that lady's place so that they could connect him, finding them at the Still, farm. Still, it's the that. one lazy moment yeah, sure. in a two-hour movie. It's an amazing movie. And holy shit, do you have to even, get out and see that right away. Jo- even, uh, even young Joe's apartment, I was curious about. Like, how does he live here? Like, there's his counter. There's his kitchen. Like, I'm endlessly fascinated by the space totally. of this movie. And I love that he always finds places that have holes in the floor where he can stack all of his silver yeah. bars. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. What, do you, what, do you, uh, what did you think of Joe's makeup? You mean his uh, eyeliner, yeah. or as you call it, and his bullet nose, his guy liner. His guy you know, liner. I forgot about it. That's the thing. Is like I think I think that the, the testament to the quality of the makeup is the fact that it disappeared, and I didn't even really realize until about the three quarter point when I'm looking at his nose and I'm like, that's a funny nose for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's, it, it does disappear, but it's also a fascinating visual that you're always looking at because you're always going, how did they do that? You know, so it does disappear, but you never forget about it. Well, Miriam Ben made a huge deal out of the way that, uh, and, and this whole thing all comes down to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the mm-hmm. way that he apes uh, Bruce Willis and yeah. does does such a great job. And they're absolutely right. Yeah. Like without his effort what was that of trying damn... to get all of his mannerisms down, yeah, his his wincing face, his his cheeks pulled back. Like how did he get his face to do all these well, shit, things? Man, how do we even think that he might be the next Batman? This is a kid that is going beyond what? our hopes and dreams. He's going to be a Batman? Well, that's what they're talking about. I mean, that that, that uh, offer well, might come down to him. Let's just talk about this movie. No, but I'm, I'm talking about Levitt. Like, this kid... He's good. He's so good, and he he was not supposed to be good. He was supposed to finish he's that... He's the third would, rock from the sun Yeah, kid. he was supposed to finish third rock from the sun I and never then, saw and that then, show. Uh, I heard it was good. get on drugs and uh, end up in uh, celebrity rehab. Yeah. What the hell? Did that? He went in a totally not everybody goes awesome that way. D- career move, man. One out of every hundred young child stars, they turn out like this. Unbelievable. Yeah. So go see Looper right away. Yeah, I know. You know, that's I kept thinking about during the movie, like how all these people, Emily Blunt, yeah. Jeff Daniels, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, they're all part of this incredibly uh, beautiful pop classic, culture moment. Classic They're going to be part of it forever. Yeah. I think this is my Casablanca. It's amazing. Let's go fucking see it again. Let's go it's, see it right it, now. It's definitely my 2012 District 9, and it is my second favorite movie of this year so far after uh, Avengers. This I is love why this we movie. Get, this is why we go to all those shit movies Absolutely. because this because we know that there is a needle in this fucking haystack somewhere, yeah. and eventually we're going to find it. And Looper is that needle. Yeah. So go see it. Tell us what you think about it. Yeah. You can tweet us. You can uh, comment here on the uh, on the EP page or on on iTunes. We'll read it. We'll get it. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah.